probably did hate Mayo, and we thought it was hate at the time, because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod, live. Thursday, June 2nd, in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events, and get your tickets now. Alright, it's 20 past nine, it's Friday morning, you're watching OTBAM, and it's a pretty interesting weekend of rugby, so to that end, Alan Quinlan, good morning to you. Morning, Adrian. How are you? Flying, thanks. And loads to get into. We will, uh, towards the end of the chat, talk about the new appointment, obviously, at Munster. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the November internationals, obviously, been confirmed in the last 24 hours, and the nominees as well for the Men's and Women's Player of the Year. So we will do all that. Be patient uh, with us, folks. But obviously, we want to talk about the Huntington Cup semi finals to begin with. And uh, we'll start with the Leinster match. Quinny, Matt Williams was on during the week, and he was saying that uh, Leinster fans should be very excited. On the basis of last weekend, there's lots more to come from this team. Do you go with that? Yeah, you would think so. Um, I think it was no surprise to 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 many here in Ireland that uh, you know they won in Leicester, and that's been respectful to to to, to Leicester. I think um, probably surprising in the manner, uh, particularly those first 20, 25 minutes. You know when they went twenty points up. Um, the game was over really because they're a very very difficult team to claw back. Um, if you want to beat Leinster, I think you're the one. You're the one that has to take the lead and and um, stop them and defend against them and be really physical against them. Chasing them is very difficult. And um, I thought they were superb last weekend. They did come under a bit of pressure in the second half. One area concerns probably the scrum. Leicester kind of upset them a little bit there. Toulouse will target them tomorrow, but I think um, they're well rested. Um, two weeks. Didn't go to South Africa, all these players, and they'll be very, very fresh going into the game. Toulouse may be fatigued a little bit. Who knows how that plays out? Sometimes that can work in your favour when you're kind of bruised and battered a little bit and really match-hardened. So I expect Toulouse to be better. Um, Mm. Munster probably could have beaten them last week, but I think Leinster will be in really good spirits. Game at home, uh, full of Leinster people, and uh, I think they'll go through. On the expectation of Toulouse being better, like they very nearly came unstuck obviously last weekend and had very nearly come unstuck in the previous round before that, obviously over the two legs. Not dominating those games obviously can be seen, I suppose, as a bit of a negative, but they are coming out on the right side of them. In terms of where we're at with the competition, do you what's your read on that? Is it is it like a slow build in and we're suddenly going to see like the real Toulouse kind of materialise now? Or is there something actually like... Uh, wrong there they haven't been as good this year um, in the top 14 and and in I think in Europe they lost against Wasps um, in Wasps um, poor performance in round one against Cardiff the other two games were affected by COVID Um, they kind of scraped into the the knockout stages just on the format I thought the round 16 games brought the competition to life it was incredible and unbelievably exciting um, the quarterfinals last week were brilliant as well. Great excitement right across the board. So the competition has really come alive from the round 16. Obviously, COVID affected the pool games. Um, and Toulouse, are they going to get better? Well, they have the potential to beat anyone, Adrian. I think when you look at their players, they bought seven internationals off the bench last week. And not just guys with one or two caps, experienced internationals, incredibly physical, powerful and Players who get into any other team or be close to getting into any other team, uh, international side even. So they're, you know, they've they've so much depth and quality. I think where they've been affected this year is the amount of internationals they've had away. And uh, Ugo Mola, their coach, probably hasn't ingrained them back into the Toulouse system. 
as smoothly as we'll say the Irish and the Leinster players go back into their Leinster system. Um, that's probably one explanation as to as to why they've been stuttering a bit. I don't think they're as fit as Leinster or as fit. And, and Munster last week underpowered as regards to the physical stakes. Um, their fitness levels and the fitness levels of the Irish province has been always one of our big strengths. Um, Toulouse were trying to slow the game down last week, walking Amber into lineouts a couple of times. The referee had to tell him hurry up. Um, it kind of suits their mentality, maybe that you know they want to try and get into the opposition twenty-two and then just strike with some piece of brilliance and manage the tempo of the game. That's where Leinster have got to you know back what they're really good at. And that's tempo, pace, energy, accuracy in the game and holding on to the ball. And I think that's where they cause cause to lose a lot of problems. But, you know, when you have DuPont um, into Mac, Peter Aki in the centre, Ramos was brilliant last week. Um, and the power up front, Mafu, Arnold in the second round, their back row, you know, you can just start rattling off the players. Marshawn, you know, so when you start naming out their players, that gives you a bit of a reality check, Adrian. But, I just think Leinster probably the way they can keep the ball and, and and how good they are at that. But the thing about Toulouse here is if Toulouse, you know, get a score or two and I think the game is in the balance, Leinster probably need this game to be over on 60, 70 minutes, you know, going into the home stretch, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, if Toulouse are still in the mix, well, then they can hurt you at any stage. And they have that power, but I just think Leinster would be too fit for them. You talked about like Dupont and Entomac specifically, like such a couple of players of obviously real quality that haven't really been on it over the last few weeks. Is it as simple, I suppose, two parts? Is it as simple as get the two of them right and then everything else sort of looks after itself? And also then like players of that quality who've been off colour a little bit maybe over the last few weeks. Is it just easy when you're at that level? Sorry, not easy, but is it possible that they just bounce back into everything we've expected and seen from them over the last few years? Yeah, I think it is because that's what good quality internationals do. Um, even when they have a little dip in form, they can just come out and find that form, show their quality, show that special talent that they have. And when you talk about Intermac and DuPont, Munster marshaled them well last week, but they still both had outstanding performances. You know, DuPont was sensational again from against Munster. But what Munster did last week is they didn't allow him to get the line breaks that we see him making a lot. Intimac scores a try, manage the game really well. And like if you were rating their performances out of 10, they'd be probably both eights, possibly nines out of 10. They were they were absolutely outstanding. And those two probably kept loose going in the game. And particularly when once were 24-14 up, the way they could respond, I just think, you know, it's, do you keep them quiet for two weeks in a row and stop Dubon making line breaks? Well, every opportunity that he kind of picked the ball up late last week. Munster were really, really alert and they defended very well against him. But um, so there's a kind of a myth that they didn't play well. They were brilliant last week and they were probably the reason why Toulouse found that energy that they needed and kept going. And Leinster have got to be very mindful of that. But, you know, Leinster themselves, you can't overly focus on the opposition. They've got to get their own stuff right. And the reason they're favourites for this competition, the reason they're so good is because... They do the basics so well. Um, their set piece, their attack is so accurate. And I think they'll back themselves to do that. But, you know, good players that they have, you know, and, and the internationals, I just think Toulouse are a very, very dangerous proposition. And 
people realize that. I think Leinster will certainly realize that. And if you allow them play, they've got a lot of power and physicality along with that finesse that they've got as well. Mm. So um, it should be a cracker. But the home advantage, uh, I do think Toulouse will be better than what we've seen the last number of weeks. I think they will ask real questions of Leinster, but Leinster's defence is very good. Um, I think that's a scenario of will Toulouse be fatigued. I think they'll be battle more battle-hardened and probably more cohesive. They've now had three weeks in a row um, or two big games, La Rochelle and Munster, that will make them better, I think, and make them look mm. at things and opportunities that they would have possibly uh, exploited more. Your politeness at uh, the halfbacks are grand. What are you on about is appreciated, Quinny. The, just on the Leinster side, uh, the Pino Madney model, obviously, from last weekend, I presume, and like the quality that Leinster obviously have in that department, it's sort of the same again, that menace at the breakdown, slow down the ball, and that's half the winning of the game almost. But if you're Toulouse and you're analysing what happened last week, you're trying to... So you, sometimes you can do what, Sam, if, you, if you've just got guys who are really good at the breakdown, they're going to hurt you at some stage. Um, so Toulouse will want to be way better at that. Probably It's probably the reaction a little bit and their enthusiasm and accuracy to get in and protect their own ball. You see Julien Marchand in, in the Six Nations for France. He's incredible at getting turnovers. Mauvaca, um, even... Dupont can get massive turnovers, so they they can punt, they can actually target Lens from that situation themselves. But if you're Van der Flair and Doris and Jack Conan, um, they'll certainly be trying to go after their breakdown. And it sometimes is a bit of body position because some of their players are so big that they're they're a little bit slower into the breakdown and their body positions aren't as low. So. Of course, it'll be, uh, you know, Leinster will try and go at them there. Munster did a brilliant, brilliant job with that last week. And it nearly, um, it probably was one of the reasons why they, they were in the game and probably took the lead and looked like they were going to win it because they turned Toulouse over so many times and it was brilliant. One area of concern for Leinster, and they've got to get it right, they have an international front row, but Toulouse's scrummaging ability is 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 incredible. Um and that's where Munster lost the game last week. So I think, you know, you're not going to see the same sort of dominance. It's not going to happen with, with um, you know, Furlong and Porter and Kelleher. But, you know, one or two scrums go awry in Leinster and, and it could be the difference. But I saw it, I think, you know, that's an area they've really got to be good on tomorrow against the lose. Uh, the the other game obviously on Sunday La Rochelle Rassing and Rassing have gone so impressively about their business over the last probably month or thereabouts the top 14 blip against Toulouse um, notwithstanding but B Perpignan couple of few wins over Bordeaux nilled Rassing are they a better side than they were at this time last year? Or La Rochelle um... Yeah I don't know Will Skelton has a calf injury and is out for a couple of weeks and he <laughs> He was uh, utterly dominant in that semi-final against Leinster. So um, teams aren't named yet. Um, whether he's back or not for the weekend, I don't know. Harassing are a side that they're, they're, they're up front. They were poor last week. Their scrum was really poor. I think Sale kind of physically unsettled them. Um, you had that a lot of brilliance. Teddy Tama, Finn Russell, Pakatawa comes off the bench. Gail Feek, who they're kind of world-class players who can come up with a little bit of magic. Um, so I, I, I just think 
it's a hard one to call this game. Um, I think La Rochelle were impressive in dispatching Montpellier. Yeah, um, they were pretty comfortable in that that you know that performance. So it's a difficult one to call. Um, if Racing get their set piece right, they can hurt any team. Um, but I think probably La Rochelle are probably more balanced side, and they have that bit of grizzle and grit up front and power to probably unsettle um, Racing. But I'm at a hiding to nothing here, as you know. My <laughs> Prendergast a friend, Roger's yeah. a friend, so Killer. I can't be. Don't ask me to pick a side. Well, it's. Don't ask I, me to pick a I, side. I was going to. It, it sounds like you're saying La Rochelle Leinster final. I mean, I don't want to misrepresent. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I'd say Leinster and probably <laughs> La Rochelle. Well, you have to keep Prendergast sweet now as well with everything going on. Is the, the obviously the forwards coach was announced during the week. Is the Leamy stuff still happening? Because I think that's the one that most Munster fans are interested about. Do you think? Yeah, from from what I'm hearing, it, it's it's still an option, and I think it's something that um, obviously has to go through the proper channels, particularly when it's an Irish coach moving possibly to another Irish province. I don't have any kind of definitive um, story on it. Only that you know, Munster are pretty keen to to, to explore the option of having him back. Um, I don't know what his personal kind of mm. uh, thoughts are as regards. Um, of course, I think he's open to it, but it depends. Leinster being very good to Dennis, you know, and he's a very loyal fella. So it depends what Leo Cullen and Leinster, um, how they feel about it. But um, I suppose when you get an option, uh, Edwin, to go back to your home province and get more senior coaching role, um, I, I know it interests him. So yeah. it just that one has to play out a little bit with, with within the IRFU and within the two provinces. So it's probably... Yeah. It's not fair to speculate on it, but it's something that I think Munster want to happen and most I think it probably will end up happening at some stage. Choosing Leinster over Munster for Dennis Leamy will be a, will be a serious one. Come here, just before we let you away, quick word, the nominees for the Players of the Year were out. Mac Hansen, Hugo Keenan and Josh van der Flyer in the men's category. Uh, very briefly, any names missing off the list and who wins it? Um, well, Mac Hansen has signed a new contract, so you've got to stop fighting with people online about uh, whether he should. I was have just looking out for you there, Quinny. You know that uh, <laughs> he's had a brilliant season. Um, great news for for Connacht and that he signed a new contract. I just think the four defender, Doris Hansen, Keenan, Van der Flair, very hard to separate any of them. I think probably for consistency and just impact at international level, Doris and Van der Flair. Um, and Hugo Keane, it's just so difficult to, to pick any of them, really. And then the way Hansen kind of shot onto the scene with Ireland was so good. But it's Doris or Van der Fleer for me, given that I played in the back row. Um, I just think, you know, Doris was phenomenal in, in, in the November internationals. got a player of the tournament for that, for Irish player of the tournament. And uh, Josh Van der Fleer is nominated for Six Nations player of the tournament. I just think it's hard to separate either of them. They've both been brilliant for Leinster as well, as have the other two, you know, um, Hugo Keenan and Mac Hansen. So I don't know. I'd probably go probably Van der Flair this time, even yeah. though I, I'm a massive fan of Caelan Doris as well. Very little separate both of them. And I think they'd both probably admit that themselves. They've just been unbelievable this year. Yeah, and when you add Jack Conan into the mix in terms of what Leinster have in that department, obviously heading into this weekend as well, it's uh, frightening. Uh, Linda Dugang, uh, Eve Higgins, and Sam Monahan for the Women's 15 Player of the Year. Quinny, what are you thinking? Well, watching um, the, the 
Eve Higgins and Sam Monaghan, the, the performances they've had have uh, been exceptional. But I think for consistency and continuous consistency, Linda Dujang has, has been you know brilliant. And she's my player of the year if, if I was picking it. Um, obviously, they had a bit of an up and down campaign and were under pressure. And, you know, that France and England game was, was difficult for them. But I just thought um, some of the offloads and some of the carries that she made and, and defensive work were, was, was outstanding. Yeah. All right. We'll look at uh, we look forward to your prediction of a Leinster La Rochelle final Quinny and we will uh <laughs> I've uh, I'm I'm putting you into the frying pan here. We'll catch up with you again early next week. Good man, enjoy it. Cheers. Thanks, Cedric. Thanks a lot. Alan Quinn on the line there. Right, it is uh, 9.36. It's Friday morning. You're watching OTB AM and we are uh, brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day. And